Well, hello, and welcome to another edition of the e-commerce evolution podcast. I'm your host, Brett Curry, CEO of OMG Commerce. And today we are talking affiliate marketing. What has changed? What is new? What's the value of an affiliate marketing program? How does this all work? Uh, so I think this show will be really good if you're considering an affiliate marketing program. And even if you've started an affiliate marketing program, hopefully we'll give you some tips and ideas and strategies to make it better. And so this is one of those rare, rare shows where I'm bringing on a guest who is physically very close to me. So the OMG Commerce headquarters, we're in Springfield, Missouri. We also have a, a, an office in New Jersey, and then we have some remote employees as well. But uh, my guest is is hailing from Joplin, Missouri, so about about an hour away, um, very close in in uh, internet terms. And so, uh, usually, my guests are, are from another part of the country. Hey, e-commerce evolution listeners! I hope you like free stuff. I also hope you like free stuff that's actually worth a lot of money. If so, I have some great resources that are yours for the taking. If you've been wanting to dominate with YouTube ads, but you don't know exactly where to get started, or maybe you're doing a little bit on YouTube ads, but you want better ideas for ads, request our free top YouTube ad templates guide. It's 16 of the best YouTube ads we've ever seen. We break them down, show you why they work, how they work, and how to apply the principles to your next YouTube ad. We also have the ultimate guide to getting authentic customer testimonials. And we have a Google Shopping Guide that's very timely and something that I think most sellers need. If you sell on Amazon, we also have a couple resources for you there. Our DSP Roadmap and our Sponsored Brand Video Success Guide. These are all free for you. I think they're going to be super, super helpful. Check them out at omgcommerce.com. Click on Resources and then Guides. And I hope they create a breakthrough for you. And now... Back to the show. My guest today is Mr. Greg Powell. He is the founder and CEO of Tactical Marketing. He's been running affiliate programs uh, since the dawn of the internet. Maybe not quite, but long time. And so really excited to pick his brain and talk affiliate marketing with that. Greg, welcome to the show. How's it going, man? It's going great, man. Thank you so much for having me on. It is a rarity to... Uh, to talk shop uh, on e-commerce with somebody that you could drive and meet for coffee within an hour. So, <laughs> yeah, it's um, funny. We we deal with a lot of clients here on the West Coast or East Coast or whatever, and I, you know, most people don't think of Springfield, Missouri, as a as a hotbed for e-commerce activity. Although there are a couple of good e-commerce agencies here. Um, but I remember talking to one client based in LA, and I was like, "Oh yeah, we're in Springfield, Missouri," and, and he paused a minute. And he said, "You know, I don't think I've ever spoken to anyone." From the state of Missouri, I was like, "Well, that you know, we have the internet. Uh, we're we're pretty we're pretty advanced here, even though it may not seem like it." But uh, anyway, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, Brett. You know, there are probably even less people that I've spoken with that have done business with someone in Joplin, Missouri. In the, uh, uh, that's a fact. Now, so. <laughs> what's, what's got, crazy? Yeah, we're working on getting, and and we may hopefully soon we'll have our second Joplin, Missouri guest. We've been talking to Toby Teeter, the. Uh, hey the Joplin Chamber of Commerce president who also built an amazing ad business and some other e-commerce stuff. Like, dude, dude's crazy. He's in Joplin too. So who would have thought? I uh, am looking out my window of my office across the street at his. So small, small world, man. <laughs> I know that there are some like-minded uh, 
you know, e-com folks in our area. But now I'm excited to be on the show and this is going to be be fun to talk affiliate marketing today. Absolutely. So before we dive into the hot topics around uh, affiliate marketing, give us your, you know, 90 second background. How did, how did you get started in online marketing? How did you gravitate towards affiliate marketing? You know, it was one of those things where as a kid, you know, in school papers and stuff, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? You chose affiliate marketer or did that, did that just come later? <laughs> Well, it was astronaut or affiliate marketer in fourth grade. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I gravitated towards affiliate marketing. Yeah. Um, so I'll give you, a, I'll give you my, my uh, segue into this space. It's kind of a funny one. Uh, this starts in the early 2000s with the boom of Texas Hold'em and online poker and me being enamored by those guys and playing a lot of poker and being really bad at it, but also <laughs> playing... Also building terrible looking websites and and doing a little bit of SEO and bad poker and bad websites. I love how this is starting. And, and, and driving people uh, to poker rooms and finding that the uh, that the wild west of affiliate marketing in those days was something I actually really liked. And while I was terrible at building websites and not good at playing poker, I seemed to be okay at at driving referral traffic. And so. <laughs> I learned more and more about it. I took a job as an affiliate manager of an online poker company uh, in 2004. Had no idea what an affiliate manager was supposed to do, but I knew I needed a job. And it seemed like something that I could really get, you know, my feet wet in a, an emerging emerging uh, market. And just really loved it. And uh, And, you know, just loved the idea of, of uh, the concept of affiliate marketing and the new digital form of word of mouth advertising. And, um, you know, learned a bunch through the years and, and I've been doing it a long time now and still learning things, but man, talk about bad websites, bad poker playing, turning into a career. Uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Not something, but, not something my parents probably would have, uh, <laughs> would have mapped out for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But often that's how, brilliant careers get started almost on accident or you're just experimenting with things and you find something that really, really just clicks and really, really works for you. Um, pun partially intended there. Uh, so let's, let's dive into this. You know, we work, we talk to hundreds of e-commerce companies a year, you know, through the podcast and through speaking gigs that I have, it's, you know, tens of thousands a year. And a lot of the e-commerce companies we work with, you know, everybody's on Facebook, everybody's doing something with Google, you know, a lot of people are on Amazon. I run into not as many that are that are actively building, running affiliate marketing programs. So, um, wanted to get into some some nuts and bolts here. But I think kind of an overarching question that would be great for you to answer is, you know, what's the real value of an affiliate marketing program? If if we don't have one now, or if we're just kind of it's just kind of a hobby. We're just dabbling, not really doing anything serious with an affiliate marketing program. What's the value? So maybe we can be inspired to, to do more with it. Such a good question. Um, you say, you know, it's funny because it seems like everybody, no one will ever sort of debate or argue on the value of having a good, you know, paid search strategy, SMS right. strategy, social ads work. Um, I think it's harder now than it used to be, but all those are, are channels that people believe in and almost feel that it have to be a part of, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm almost under the same impression. I mean, I really am under the same impression with affiliate marketing. I think it's a channel that that every brand um, 
you know, needs to have in their mix. If you don't, I think the thing you're missing out on is, um, is discovering new audiences and adding authenticity. Um, the biggest win for us and for our clients is when a largely followed or highly respected editorial site or really influential uh, social influencer or blogger picks up on a brand and share, you know, showcases it to their audience and it gets discovered by people who had never heard of it previously. You know, everything is so hyper-focused now with, um, with audience profiles, right? You know, even if you haven't done affiliate marketing, you surely have done a million different Facebook campaigns and you dial it in and you dial it in and you find these really focused audiences. And I think that with any brand out there uh, that has somewhat of a unique product line and somewhat of a unique story on how the brand came to be, um, the more relevant people that can share that story, um, I think the more authentic your brand becomes. Also, you open yourself up to audiences that you may have never thought of. Um, we've managed brands in the past, Brett, where you know they we had a kickoff call. They said, hey, here's what we've done for the past year. These are the people who buy our product, right? And so naturally, we want to find affiliate audiences that match that profile. But a lot of times, we'll be able to bring on an affiliate or type of an affiliate. And when I say type of an affiliate, I mean someone who creates content and caters to a certain audience. And it may be, it may be an audience profile or audience type that the brand has never thought would resonate well before, right? Or just because of, you know, sensitivity towards budgets, they don't want to go test every potential audience right. out there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They want to start with the surefire wins. And and so, and that that's kind of an advantage of affiliate marketing, right? Is you test these audiences with with really low risk because you're only paying if if it actually you may actually make sales, yeah. right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, predominantly in the way we work with brands and the way I think affiliate marketing works best is when you pay for acquisitions. You know, yeah. somebody comes through, makes a purchase, they get paid, that affiliate gets paid a percentage of that sale. Um and we have discovered some, some wacky audience fits for our clients. And we've also gone after audience profiles we thought would be a fantastic fit. And it just didn't resonate well. And the nice thing was we weren't out a ton of money in paid ads um, because essentially what happened is four or five affiliates signed up that had an, an audience profile that we wanted to test. We thought it'd be a good fit. It wasn't a good fit. Um, the affiliates, unfortunately, didn't make a lot of commission, but then our client, you know, the brand wasn't out of pocket a lot. Um, so, you know, we discover these little hidden gems all the time on, on new audiences uh, that can tell a brand story to a different set of people that we've never introduced it to before. Um, and you and I kind of chatted before about some of the, the value adds of an affiliate program, some of the things that aren't 100% revenue-based. And don't get me wrong, our number one goal, our number one success metric for every brand that we manage is new revenue, new customers. Absolutely. Um, but then there's a lot of other, a lot of other little bonuses, PR bonuses, discovering new audiences, um, trust factors. You know, if if a large editorial picks up your site, it's always nice, especially if you're in a newer startup phase, to say as seen on 
Yep. Yeah, blah, 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 dot com. Yeah. So yeah. now, now guys like me can put that in your YouTube ad and, and your display ads <laughs> and just go to town with it. And, and the audience piece I love too, because yeah, sometimes it just doesn't make sense. Like with, with paid ads, you've got a list of, okay, these are our top five, top six. You know, a lot of times we're mapping out a YouTube strategy for a client. We'll create this audience progression where we're looking at, okay, these are the, the intent-based audiences, the most likely to convert audiences. And if those really hit, then we're going to broaden it and go to affinity-based audiences. And then and we kind of, you know, kind of map that out. But there yeah. may be some audiences that like we don't ever get to because it just feels risky. But with, with affiliate marketing, you test some, some random audiences, you find a hidden gem of an audience that's working. Now you say, okay, let's roll that out to YouTube. Let's run some, some GDN ads to that audience. Like let's, you know, so I think using that to inform your other paid channels is really smart and probably something that a lot of people haven't thought of. You know, bro, I'll share a cool story with you, an example of that. Yeah, that please. Worked out last year. So we have, we have a brand that, um, and it's funny, with, with tactical marketing, with, with this company, one thing I never intended to do that happened was to become tight-knit and close to the crowdfunding space. But we have had a lot of success. I'll talk about this a little bit later on, I think, why this happened. We've had a lot of success taking brands that have had a really successful crowdfunding campaign. And then they're ready to go, you know, the campaign's finished, they're ready to go straight e-commerce. We got to drive sales through our website now. Affiliate marketing is always one of the best channels for those type of brands. So we've had a lot of success. And it's a lot of fun to work up with, to work with those sort of accelerated startups, right? It's usually just like a new and novel concept. Like there's something... There's something cool about it. They wouldn't have got funded if there wasn't demand and interest yeah. and a unique story. So yeah, great, great, fun companies to work with. Yeah, and they've already proven that, hey, we've got something that people really like to the point where they'll fund this project into a company. Yep. Um, so we have a, so there's a brand called Ravian. They sell heated jackets. So what's are, that again? Yeah, the brand's called Ravian. They sell a heated jacket. And how do you spell so, that? R-A-V-E-A-N. Got it. And... Crowdfunding success story, great brand, great product. Um, heated electric jackets. So charging pack, click the button. You're sitting out at a you know football game in the winter when it's 22 and everyone's dying around Kansas you. Kansas City Chiefs game in the winter. Oh my gosh. I yeah. went to a playoff game a couple of years ago. Maybe potentially the coldest I've ever been in my life. I would have so, gladly have taken no. an electric jacket. Yeah. So it, yeah, you get really spoiled by this thing. Let me tell you. So you can, you can stay warm, uh, you know, really warm. Um, so anyway, we are, you can imagine, uh, there's a lot of brands and a lot of people, I'm sure you listen to the podcast that have a product that can be seasonal, right? I mean, heated jackets, something fantastic when you're thinking about going to a football game or a parade or, or anything else, you know, where you're going to be outside for a long period of time. Uh, probably not something you think about in uh, Springfield in July, you know, yep, yep, how do I stay yep, cool? For sure. Um, so it's, it's a seasonal thing. So we thought, how can an affiliate, how can the affiliate program um, kind of aid in the seasonality dip that we get during the summer or the warm months? And so once again, kind of what we were talking about earlier in the show, audience profiles, that we focus on parts of the world where it's cold during this time of year and, um, Yes, that's a strategy. Uh, or is there anybody who needs a heated jacket during the summer? And that's something I really scratched my head about. And oh, oh, I've got a guess. I've got an answer. All right, guess so. People that work in like refrigerated areas. So like you're in college, uh, no, high school, sorry. I worked for an unloading company and we worked in like refrigerated areas. There may be a small population. I'm just throwing that yeah, out yeah. there. 
You know, actually, I should have had this call with you before because that's such a great idea and an audience that we haven't gone for yet. <laughs> that's, your, that's your next is a free idea. Take it to the clients see if they like it. No, I, didn't, I don't know. I, didn't I would get some of, you know, it's always good when the guests can come away with, from a podcast interview with, with more value. Right? <laughs> okay, so um, that wasn't the answer. So what? what <laughs> that is that is a great answer. It wasn't the answer this time. I'll tell you the answer this time was we found that there are a large number of people who are going through uh, cancer treatments and dialysis mm -hmm. treatments that are in a, in a certain spot for a long period of time, you know, dialysis treatment could take five hours. Chemo could take three or four hours. These people get really freezing cold. They can't move. Cold in hospitals too, man. Like they keep the climate of hospital. Yeah. Down. It's really cold, man. That's what people always say when they're in the hospital. Gosh, it's freezing cold in here. Um, and so we were able to work with a couple, um, a couple medical journals that became affiliate partners. And it was, we can legitimately help people with a product that could add a lot of comfort to an already uncomfortable situation. We can also partner with the affiliate program and generate revenue, um, you know, for our publication, for our nonprofit that we have here. And so... Um, a really, to me, it was a, a really neat one. I've got a, a good friend who's uh, going through dialysis right now. And it's, um, you know, that's, that's kind of a, a nice feel-good story, but it's also a prime example of how can we discover a new audience? Uh, we can test it um, and we can find a, a big solution to a problem that we're having on how do we move inventory during the warm months, mm -hmm. you know? Super interesting. People yeah, people aren't cold outside, but you know what? There's a lot of people who are cold inside. Um, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, really smart example. I really like, and it's something that we that we're always trying to do. You know, everybody's got a different type of product and a different type of audience, and everybody has a need to increase sales during certain times of year, and then capitalize on seasonality that just comes up with different products. Uh, we just came off Father's Day. Happy Father's Day multiple times to you, sir. Thanks, man. You're well. professional dad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, for those that don't know, the, at the Curry House, we do have eight children. So I'm the father of uh, eight children, six daughters. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, I see your I see your Facebook post and I think Father's yeah, Day times many to you, sir. So, Thanks. yeah, we had a great Father's Day yesterday as well. Thanks, thanks for the kind words there. Um but we just came off of Father's Day and, and we've got a lot of brands that we manage that are, are very male product focused. And some meat companies, uh, I was lucky enough to get on that on the- uh, Dude, on the, on, good, good for you, man. That's awesome. Off the takes this year from, a, from one of our brands. Uh, so anyway, we came off Father's Day and, and we've got a lot of brands that had, had products and offers uh, for that specific day. But I know that one of the things you and I we're kind of uh, chatting about earlier was offers, right? I mean, yep. there's, if you're a brand and you're, you're thinking about, should I start an affiliate program? Uh, I don't know. Do I have a brand that's attractive for affiliate marketing? Um, uh, what kind of offers would I need to put out there? What do I need to pay? Uh, you know, what's this thing going to cost me? Yes. Um, so we talked about some of the value adds earlier. Uh, if you want to, we could dive into a little bit of, is this right for me? Absolutely. I, yeah, I think that that would be a great, yeah, great place to start uh, or great place to, to transition to rather is 
yeah, how do I how do I know is my brand a good fit for affiliate marketing? Because and and, and you kind of alluded to this earlier on, you know, that this should be a consideration for every brand. Every brand should consider affiliate marketing. And we would say, you know, largely the same thing about search and YouTube. But there are definitely some brands that. I'll just use YouTube as an example where uh, it just makes all the sense in the world. Like they could scale on YouTube. Other brands where you could do okay with YouTube. It it should probably be part of your mix, but it's not going to be a complete game changer. So maybe we talk through that on the affiliate marketing side. Like what types of brands, types of products, types of offers are home runs with affiliate marketing versus some that are just, you know, good, but maybe not great. Yeah. That's... If I had to say, what's the number one question we get? It's that, right? Is 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 my brand a good candidate for affiliate marketing? And I'm a pretty simple criteria that I've kind of come up with, a little equation that I've come up with over the years. And for us, it's if you have if you have a product that somebody could be passionate about, we do better with physical products. I don't know. I've heard a lot of things throughout the years. I'll just give you my take on it. Um, I've always seen a physical product that you actually purchase and get in the mail perform a little better with affiliate marketing. Certainly digital products out there. And we're going to talk about some networks later. If you have a digital product, I always say that um, the ClickBank... ClickBank, the, yeah. That's kind of what they're built for, right? Yeah. Still the way to go. Yeah, um, yep. Actually, in another in another life, uh, actually, it wasn't that long ago, but 2009 or so, I, I uh, partnered with Russell Brunson, uh, awesome influencer, on a, a project called Dot Com Secrets Local. Russell's located in uh, Boise, Idaho, and uh, so the founder of ClickBank is. So I actually got to drive by the owner of ClickBank's house. It's very uh, interesting, very uh, eccentric fellow yeah. up there. Uh, so anyway, but yeah, ClickBank's always been like the info marketer's product or digital. Exactly. I know the, some physical product companies use it too, but that's kind of its genesis, I think. Yeah, and that's still kind of the bread and butter. So, yeah, digital product still, still, I'm still a big ClickBank supporter myself. Um, nice. But anyways, products, and I think this is why maybe that we've done that that we've had a lot of success with brands that come off a successful crowdfunding campaign uh, is because they usually have a product that's very unique. Mm-hmm. It's something you're passionate about. It's something cool. It's something. Um, and this is another criteria I always tell people. I say, if you have a product that you make or, you know, a brand that is easy to create content about, then you probably are a good candidate for affiliate success. Um, so if you have a, a product that people can easily create content about, a product that is somewhat different and unique, um, then those... Two criteria right there. If you check both those boxes, then it's probably worth exploring the idea of starting an affiliate program. Um, We get all kinds of super cool things in our office uh, from the brands we work with. And we play around with it and we try to think of content strategies. And then we go out and we try to align that particular brand with influencers and that's such a widespread term now, huh? It is. It to, is, man. We try to we try to to uh, connect clients to content creators, to storytellers, um, and that has always been the the you know the most natural fit for for affiliate marketing. Um, so, if you have a product that's that's unique, that's easy to create content about, that there's a passionate audience about, um, if it aligns with a hobby or something that 
is super helpful, um, then you probably have a good, you should probably at least explore an affiliate program. Cool. What about on the math side? Like, you know, cause I know the offer is important and stuff. Yeah. So what, what kind of like, what kind of margins are we looking for? Is there a particular price point that, that works or doesn't work? Anything you can share on, on, on those fronts? It, yeah, it's a great, great question. Um, you know, some of it has to do with, um, with the conversion side. So mm-hmm. the jacket I was talking about a minute ago, um, you know, the average order value is the metric that affiliates look at a lot. And then commission is the a secondary one. Um, because most product, most affiliate programs, I'll say, boy, you talk about throwing one out there. I'll say a, a, a baseline commission is, is 10%. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously there's going to be some room in there with different products. Sure. Sure. But one of the questions is one of the, the most common questions I always get is what kind of commission am I going to pay affiliates? And we always start around the 10% mark and work our way up or down from there. Um, Which that makes sense. Like if you're, if you're selling on Amazon, Amazon's, you know, usually taking, you know, anywhere from five to 15, sometimes 20. If you're, if you're doing um, Google shopping actions, as an example, it's Google shopping ads, but you're just paying if, if someone actually purchases, it's like five to 20%. So yeah, that's like, and with most of the time it being, you know, north of 10. So uh, I think that that's, that makes sense. Yeah. And you know, it's, so if you're an affiliate, you would always, you naturally think it would be more appealing to promote a product that has higher price tag, right? Because you're going to get a percentage of sale, you're going to make more commission. Um, I think that that is a determining factor. I also think the the conversion rate is something that Absolutely. some affiliates don't think about as much. Um, you know, if I'm going to buy a new laptop, right? It's probably something that I'm going to buy every two years, right? Mm-hmm. Now the price points can be high. If I go through an affiliate link, affiliates can get paid a pretty decent commission on that sale. But I'm not going to be in the market for that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, when it comes to apparel or, um, you know, some sort of uh, a food product, that could be something I could be buying every month, every couple months. And, um, you know, while on the affiliate side, the commission may not be as high on a purchase like that, there are many, many more times potential buyers out there, right? Yes. There's so many yes. more people. There's, I would venture to say that there's a lot more people who are going to buy a pair of tennis shoes online than a new laptop. Yep. Um, and so I don't think the price is always a, a drawback. We've got you know, we, we manage affiliate programs where the average order value is north of a thousand dollars. We've managed affiliate programs where the average order value is twenty two bucks. Yep. You know, yep. um, it's so, more about observing. So conversion rate is important. It's also about being able to absorb that ten percent commission. Which really, if you're doing any kind of paid media or any other kind of marketplace, you're paying ten percent or more to to make that sale, right? So, right, it's probably the only company that couldn't couldn't handle a 10% commission would be, you know, a company that just exists on organic sales or something like that, which those are few and far between. So it's probably less about price point and more about does that margin, do your margins support that, which they should. Um, and then, you know, is the conversion rate, considering conversion rate at AOV, is that going to be attractive to an affiliate? That's what it is. It's like, how attractive can we be and still be profitable on yeah. this? And... You know, that's why kind of that baseline of 10%. It's not written in stone, but it's a good, it's a good, yeah, good starting point. 
yeah, good base point to kind of wrap your head around when you think about, can I start an affiliate channel and still be profitable? You know, for a lot of our brands, it's funny. I mean, we say, hey, you know, we're going to pay a 10% commission. And so many times they say, we'll take all their customers we can at 10% because, you know, there's some other channels that we're paying a lot more than that. Oh, heck yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you, if I'm, <laughs> I, I have to, I, I want to make this, this time uh, in as valuable as possible for people who are listening. And there's something that I have to address because it's the, it's the elephant in the room of every affiliate marketing conversation. And it usually comes up next after the things that you and I just talked about. And that is, um, that is the kind of the scary horror stories you hear about folks who start an affiliate program and all they have, or they've been, they've had a bad experience in the past where their affiliate program is all coupon and deal sites. Um, you think about the way, I'll just use myself as a bad example, the way people shop online. Um, you look at search volume for brand coupon code, brand promo code, yep. whatever it may yep. be. It's significant for some brands, man. A lot of people looking for coupon I codes. I will tell you that I would be very surprised if those weren't affiliate links. And mm-hmm. what do we do as a brand knowing that that is going to happen how can we still have an affiliate program that is profitable and that achieves what we set this thing out to achieve, right? Which is to find influencers and and brand advocates and not just find people who are already going to buy our product and and pay them a commission, right? And yep. Yeah, for, for some people, like that, that's the last step, right? I've I've researched it, I've decided I'm going to buy this product. Let me just do a quick check. Let me see if there's any coupons out there. Oh man, no doubt. And it's it's something that is something that I would be, um, yeah, I would be doing you and, and listeners to the show a disservice if we didn't talk about absolutely, the, about that it up. right? So um, I'll tell you kind of the, our approach to it, and and I think the way that you can have a diverse affiliate program that still remains profitable. Um, people are going to always search for the best deal once they find a product that they that they like, right? And coupon sites are going to continue to rank for those terms. Um, now, any any well-run affiliate program should not allow affiliates to bid on keyword traffic, right? Um, so when we manage an affiliate program, we, you know, we totally forbid branding on... You know, doing pay-per-click bidding on... That, that's brand. traffic you should be getting anyway. You should be getting anyway. There's no value in that. Um, so we keep it. We have we have kind of a a, a different approach, um, and that is we're extremely strict on the coupon sites that we allow to work with our clients. If they have no ability to drive new customers, then they don't get to play. Um, a lot of these large coupon sites, large deal sites, a lot of people don't realize that. They also collect email addresses. They have the ability to show ads on other pages that uh, may have a similar audience profile. And a lot of people have gotten really burned in the past by setting up an affiliate program and then paying for traffic that they probably would have gotten anyway, right? I'll just be honest. Um, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, really, that's one of the, you know, and then you... 
have that experience happen to you. You tell a lot of other people. It's scaring people yeah. away from affiliate marketing. I think it's no probably, Brett, honestly, I think it's the one biggest hesitation and one biggest area of disappointment for brands that we talk to that have tried affiliate marketing and failed in the past uh, is because of the kind of affiliates that they've attracted. And nothing bad. Uh, if you have a brand that coupon sites are latching themselves to, they know it's something that people are buying, right? Um, they wouldn't waste their time otherwise. Um, but you have to be able to get some value out of those folks. You have to really limit the those kind of partnerships. Um, and yeah, there's so what's how, how do you go about doing that? You just, you're doing that in the in the the network, the affiliate network. Which we'll talk about that maybe next. Yeah, you're just affiliate. You're you're eliminating some of the coupon sites and, and denying them access to the affiliate program. How are you going about managing that? Exactly right. So for so long, affiliate programs were set up on sort of an autopilot mode, right? And that's one of the... When we inherit a client that has an affiliate program, we're usually inheriting them because they know the value of affiliate marketing. They've just let this program sort of grow out of control, kind of like a yard that you, you didn't look after that grew all summer, right? How do we how do we fix this thing to where, where it's what we want it to look at again? Um, and so for us, it's very... Um, it's very hands-on on not allowing sites, not allowing affiliates into to be able to participate in the program that can't um, drive incremental revenue. You know, they have to be able to they have to be able to send new customers to the site, not just close the deal on someone who is already going to make a purchase. Right. Yeah. So we're very proactive in in doing outreach to the influencer type folks that you and I talked about at first, disallowing a vast majority of those coupon sites. And if a coupon site is allowed, they had, they are always going to get paid a smaller commission than the baseline. Yep. So it makes sense. Cause you're taking a hit on the coupon as well. Taking a hit on the coupon, right? I mean, profitability is always the thing that we're keeping in mind. Um, so we know that we are, we're giving them a big tool in terms of a discount to be able to close that person. Uh, so that's a big conversion tool. So we've got to safeguard. We got to be able to safeguard the revenue a little bit. So we pay a let we pay a smaller commission to those affiliate sites, and we also make it a prerequisite that you have to be able to do some proactive marketing on our behalf, whether that's email blasts, whether that's uh, you know social posts. YouTube you mentioned is one of my favorite affiliate outlets of of all time because seeing. A product and, and hearing that review is yep. golden. Um, yeah, and that's another thing that a lot of people do before purchase is, you know, hey, I'm I'm pretty certain I want to buy this product, but I'm just going to go to YouTube and look for reviews. And so they'll search for, you know, Project XYZ and reviews. And so if you had some influencers talking about it, that that's really, really powerful. Yeah, we try to, yeah, we try to harness that a lot. I mean, YouTube is, is such an incredible, incredible medium for product discovery and for validating a purchase. You know, we've gotten to be pretty heavy in the travel space when it comes to clients. And we're working with a lot of people who sell really cool, techie travel luggage and backpacks. And you know, if you're going to drop $300 on travel backpack, I would hope that you do a few Google searches. And probably look watch, you probably watch YouTube videos as well. Yeah, yeah you're going to 100% watch some YouTube videos. Uh, and, that's, and that's where, you know, that's where I think a huge value of having an affiliate program um, there's a huge value in having an affiliate program because now you have a way to attract and compensate 
those fantastic reviewers that can, you know, they can introduce your audience or introduce your, your product to a perfect hyper-targeted audience. They're coming there because that, that YouTuber has credibility and respect in that world, right? Um, and, and their endorsement's worth a thousand words, right? And so, you know, we try to very, very limit ourselves on the attention and, and focus of these coupon and deal sites. And we try to spend all of our time bringing in influencers and, and people who, you know, can open up new audience profiles and, and showcase a brand to, you know, to a group of people who've never heard yeah. of it before. That, Love it. Yeah. So, so, so how do you, so I got really two main questions as we kind of wrap up and there may be a couple of ancillary or, or follow-ups, but how do you go about attracting those affiliates? So you've got your affiliate program. How do you, how do you find them? What, what are you doing to identify them? Are you letting them come to you? Uh, and then I also want to talk about affiliate networks. I think that's probably something that's, that's changed in recent years. But let, let's talk about attracting affiliates first. Yeah. You know, Brett, it's so funny, man. It's, it's almost like they're... One of my favorite movies is the Field of Dreams movie, right? Yeah, man. That's so good. One of the greatest lines in that movie is you build it, they will come, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That is the opposite of what happens when you start an affiliate program. Right. You build it and they will not come. Right. Um, right. Or the wrong people will come, right? Yeah, just just like just like an e-commerce site, right? You build an e-commerce site, there no one's going to come. Like you got to go out and get people, Absolutely. advertise, Absolutely. you know, SEO stuff like that. So affiliates, the um, so really what I think that what separates a successful affiliate program from one that is underperforming is 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 attracting the right affiliates into that program. Um, one of the reasons we get hired a lot is uh, oftentimes one of the reasons uh, a brand will hire us to run their affiliate program is because we have a really large network of contacts for affiliates that can actually drive traffic and sales. These are folks that some of these guys I've worked with, you know, 10 years or more now. And we know that, that they're able to, um, to send traffic. And so, and on the it's flip side, very, they know that you're likely going to be bringing them products that will sell and products that are sure, worth course. their time. Uh, yeah, they very, they very quickly will weed out the folks that, that are bringing them offers that aren't converting, that, that are not a good match, right? And, and we're pretty cautious about... Um, we want to be respectful of their sure. flooded inbox and sure. time as well. So we don't want to just pitch them everyone who comes through. We want to make sure it's a good fit. But we have... You know, we've got some really amazing contacts and relationships now with folks who are thought leaders, rank like crazy high for certain coveted search terms. You know, we, we've got some good relationships with those type of folks. And it's a constant thing, man. It's, it's, um, there's always new emerging publishers who we want to bring into the, to the mix and, and be a, a brand advocate for our clients. Um, and there's always new information to share with those guys, right? So many times an offer or a brand just gets stale with an affiliate, right? At first it seemed like a match made in heaven and then they never heard from them again. And affiliates are, are very time sensitive in send me what's going to convert. Let me know what I should say. Give me the offer. 
Yep. I'll share with my audience. So you, need, you need to map all that out, right? You talk about the content. You, you need to yeah. map, spell that all out so the affiliate can just grab it and go, right? Absolutely. We're always working with we're always working with the marketing team at our, you know, for the client with the client on at least a couple month roadmap, right? What are new offers, new products that are coming out, any sales promotions, events, anything content worthy that we can share with affiliates. So then they can in turn create content and share it with their audience, right? Because it helps everybody. Um, so that's one of, I think that's, that's probably the most crucial piece of, a, of affiliate success, to be honest with you. Yep. Attracting the right and, affiliates. Attracting the right affiliates. And then, and then getting them the content creative that they need to actually share the offer with their audience. Yeah, find the right person, give them the right tools, the right message, the right offer to share. Sure. In terms yeah. of offers that, so we talked about, you know, 10% kind of being a baseline commission you're paying to an affiliate. What about the offer they extend to their audience? I'm assuming in some cases, there may not have to be that much of a discount. Like if it's a new and novel product, it's just interesting. People may just buy it because, hey, this is new and novel and I want it. Um, but what kind of discounts are, are affiliates looking for typically that they can you know, give to their audience because they want to be seen as, you know, the, 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 I can, yeah. With the deal. Um, so one of the things, apologies, one of the things that, that we encourage our clients to do is, um, is to sell the value more than to discount their yep. product. Right. Yep, love it. I've become a huge fan the last couple of years of, of offers that include like, I've become a huge fan of like bundle offers as opposed mm-hmm. to 10%, 20% off offers. Sure. Um, you know, over the last few years, because I think it's just, I hate to, I always hate to, I always think of, you know, a brand is, is something that, that you're extremely passionate about, right? Yep. You see so much value in it. You want your customers to see, you know, a huge value in it as well. And so we have actually, we've actually really tried to steer away in the last year, Brett, of, of the normal 15% off your first purchase type of ad that you see everywhere and more of, um, you know, buy a jacket, get a free pair of gloves type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. And I think that if I can, you know, we always encourage our clients to, to come up with some sort of a, a product add-on or a bundle type offer as opposed to just a direct discount. Um, now, of course, you're going to run into seasonality like Black Friday, uh, you're going to come sure. into Father's Day sale, that point for a lot of people. Yeah. and to be able to to be able to play, you're going to have to do some sort of of an offer, right? Uh, some sort of discount offer. Um, and we get we can get creative on commission as well. A lot of people think that you are tied to a commission, and that's what it has to be. But there's a there's some fluidity as well, you know. Um, and sometimes it's paying affiliates more. Let's say that. We have a brand that had an amazing Kickstarter campaign. We've sold a lot of product through affiliates. Now it's time to come out with version two of this awesome product, right? And we want to get rid of the rest of them that are sitting in the warehouse. And there's certain affiliates that are are really good at moving a lot of product if we can give them, you know, a bump in commission or give them an exclusive 5% off flash sale this weekend, something like that. So there's a lot of... There's a lot of genuine partnerships that you can have with an affiliate program. Um, you don't have to, you know, so many people say, here's our affiliate program, right? This is our block of affiliates. 
there's individual people in that program that have, you know, the ability to do different and unique things. Yep. Yep. Knowing who those partners are and knowing how you can sort of utilize their unique attributes. Um, you can start to do a lot of really cool creative things with the partners in your program. Yeah, totally makes sense. I, I love it. Well, this has been fantastic. I know we could we could talk for another hour or two more, you know, about different facets, but let's kind of wrap up here with the discussion on networks. So yeah. I know back in the day, we'd, we'd mentioned ClickBank already. I know uh, Commission Junction was a big one in SCJ yeah. and Pepper Jam, and there's a, a whole bunch more. Uh, but what what networks are you recommending? How do you go about helping a client land on the right network? Should we use multiple networks? Uh, this was, so talk to us about that. Yeah. You know how we talked about earlier on, you know, different affiliate audiences cater themselves better to other products and offers. Different affiliate networks also cater towards different types of brands. Um, and I think it's mostly, it mostly happens due to the type of brands that are on that platform. Um, Commission Junction is still a great network, um, but there are also some other platforms out there that cater towards different affiliate types. There's a company out of Utah called Avantlink, A-V-A-N-T-L-A-N-K. Fantastic guys who have built a really nice network of outdoor retail brands and affiliates. Um, fashion, apparel, beauty. We have had a lot of success with share sale. Um, brands that are looking to scale outside the United States, um, they're, you know, US focused brands looking to grow internationally with affiliates. Uh, we've had a lot of success with AWIN, which is the parent company of share sale. Um, there are different platforms out there where those affiliate types tend to navigate towards. And it, it's, it's an asset for a brand because selling someone on joining your affiliate program and promoting your brand to their audience uh, is step one. Getting them signed up and active is obviously a big step too. If they already feel comfortable and they already have an account with that network, then it's a much easier process to get them onboarding the program yeah, and get them links. They're familiar with the technology. They trust they're going to get paid and it just makes the process a lot easier. So it's almost like building a foundation of the house, right? House could be awesome. You got to make sure the foundation is solid first. Choosing the right affiliate network um, is a very, very important step one. Love it. Love it. Greg, this has been fantastic, man. Uh, super informative. Lots of fun as well. So we appreciate coming on. Uh, if someone's listening and they say, man, I need affiliate marketing and I don't want to go it alone. I'd like to talk to someone as smart as Greg and team. How can people best connect with you and tactical marketing? Yeah. Well, if you're listening to the podcast, you made it through this far. Thank you so much for listening <laughs> to all our insights. Just shoot me an email directly, actually. It's greg at tacticalmarketingco, tacticalmarketingco.com. And um, I'd be happy to help. You know, one of the things we do a lot, Brett, is do program audits. If you yep. have an affiliate program that you're scratching your head, why is this thing not working? Or I'm already doing a million different marketing tasks. I don't have time to run the affiliate program also. Happy to, uh, happy to do a free program audit for anybody listening to the podcast as well. And and see if there's some more value that we might be able to add. So, Greg at tacticalmarketingco.com. And, uh, you know, I would love to talk to anybody.
Fantastic. I will put that in the show notes at omgcommerce.com. Click on the blog. You can find it there uh, or just email Greg directly. That's that's a, a, an awesome offer in and of itself. And then it's tacticalmarketingcode.com to check out the site. And so, so yeah, man, uh, tons of fun. Thanks for coming on. We'll have to do part two at some point. We will, man. Thank you so much for having me on, Brad. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks, Greg. And as always, thank you. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sticking around and making it this long. This is awesome. Hopefully you are leaving educated and inspired and ready to to up your e-commerce game. And so with that, uh, hey, we'd love that review on iTunes. We'd love to hear any show suggestions or ideas you might have to make this show better. And with that, until next time, thank you for listening. All right, man. At OMG Commerce, we accelerate growth for some of the most loved brands in e-commerce, like Boom, Native, True Earth, Overtone, and dozens more. If your Google and YouTube ad performance isn't where it should be, if you're struggling with Performance Max, or if you're not scaling like you'd like on Amazon, then we have two ways to help. One, we have amazing resources that are free for the taking, like our top YouTube ads guide with lots of examples, our PMAX checklist, or our Amazon DSP roadmap, plus many more. Or hit us up for a free strategy session. So go on over to omgcommerce.com and click on Let's Talk to request that free strategy session, or click on Resources and Guides and pick the guide that's right for you. And now back to the show.